Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here to continue our series of That One Play, picking one play from Baltimore history, talking about it in terms of historical context and whatever else folks want to talk about that one play for. Today, one of the iconic plays in Ravens history, Ray Rice's fourth and 29 conversion against the Chargers in 2012. I struggle. There's a, there's a fair number of younger fans who probably have never seen this play. You know, who, who became fans of the Ravens in the last five to six years. They're Lamar Jackson era fans, perhaps, that just don't know about this play and maybe even who Ray Rice was. But joining me to talk about that is John Mason. John, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks, Ken, so much for having me. This is an exciting moment for me. I've been listening to the show for a long time. Um, I love the way that you you dissect things just like this, getting into a play uh, real deep. Uh, raised in Baltimore, but moved out to Phoenix uh, in 2001 and, and – uh, you know, always looking ways to talk talk Ravens football, and so this is exciting because there's not as many Ravens fans out here as they are back home. I, I can imagine you are at Mace Dog Twenty. That's M A C E Dog D A W G Twenty uh, on <laughs> yes. uh, on Twitter. So uh, best place to talk to you. Yeah. Best, best place. To yeah, talk, that's talk a good place. 
yeah, that's a good place to talk football. I'm also on the the Ravens thread on Reddit, uh, which is where I originally had uh, heard about this show. Oh, fantastic! Glad to hear yeah. that. Uh, so, General, talk a little bit about about uh, the Ray Rice catch. They, they, in a lot of ways, the Ravens stumbled through that 2012 season. They they had a good record uh, coming into that Chargers game. They only lost two two ball games the whole year. They were eight and two at the time. They just beaten the yeah. Steelers in a big game uh, on uh, on November 18th, but they were November 25th. They went out to San Diego and uh, were trailing uh, for much of the game. In fact, they trailed uh, 10 to nothing, and then uh, the the Chargers had just extended their lead to 13 to three with seven minutes or so to go in that game. 7:51 actually on a field goal. Ravens got the ball back and finally had their first offensive lice for the game with a with a Long drive that ended with a, a Pitta touchdown to close to 13 to 10. Uh, that probably not enough at that point. Well, definitely not enough. It was 13 to 10, right? So game can't end there and and have the Ravens fans happy. But uh, they got the ball back after a three and out, uh, which they, they stopped Rivers on third and seven. Uh, and, uh, and they got the ball back. Uh, at this point, they started a drive. Why don't you take it from here in terms of talking through like kind of what happened and, and, and leading up to that play. Yeah. Thanks. I think um, like you mentioned, you know, the eight and two record uh, the chargers were four and seven. It doesn't, if you just look at that, you would think this wasn't a significant game, you know, but uh, they had really were struggling at home or excuse me, struggling away uh, versus home. The stats were um, night and day with what Flacco was doing in terms of touchdowns, completions, yards per game. And uh, if any newer fans of the Ravens that want to go back and watch this game, you probably don't want to start it until that time point that you mentioned, um, because it was really uh, a struggle to watch. It was uh, no scoring until the fourth quarter, really, for the Ravens. Um, but, yeah, so we, they, they made a good third down, uh, three and out stop after that touchdown to Pitta. Um, they, had, they had a nice return from Jacoby Jones, got to about the 40. Um, they were able to get one first down. Uh, but then there was a there was a few series of events that that uh, looked like oh man they're gonna they're gonna blow this chance. There was a throw um, to to the sideline that was almost intercepted by Eric Weddle, but he uh, he had stepped stepped out of bounds. Eric Weddle, mm-hmm. um, you know, on the Chargers at that point before he'd come to the Ravens. Uh, and then they had a, a holding penalty that was a dump off to Ray Rice uh, that looked like it would have gained about eight yards. Got the holding penalty, um, so now they were first and twenty. Um, the incomplete pass, and then another drop back. Um, there was an overthrow play um, by Flacco, and then the last um, play before that, or after that, was rather a fumble by Joe Flacco. And uh, thankfully it was picked up by, I think, Jared Gaither, uh, one of the linemen. Or maybe it wasn't Jared Gaither. I'm sorry. Um, who was it? Maybe it was Michael Orr. But uh, Yeah, it was Michael Orr. I'm sorry. I was muted Jared- there. Yeah, you're right. It was Michael Orr. So thank you for that. Um, so that put them at fourth and 29. So they were now down um, down by three points, uh, looking with only you know a few minutes left in the game and really looked like no chance to, to pull this out. And so they had to convert that. And they line up uh, with three three wideouts. They all go, you know, take take off all the way to the, the, line, the line that they needed to get to, right, the first down line. And then, except for Ray Rice, he's, he was about a few, few, few yards from the line of scrimmage. And it was one of those um, plays that was so classic to um, 
you know, what the the Ravens would do, that Flacco dump off to to Ray Rice. And I know we're talking most about this play and then, but something I wish we would see more of um, with with the, the regime today between Lamar and, and Dobbins, but uh, topic for another time maybe. Um, but just a quick dump off mm-hmm. and, um, and, and then just some magic happened, just something you couldn't even believe, but. So going back to your dump off thing for a while, it, it, yeah. the, the Flacco to Rice connection as the automatic check down on an awful lot of passing routes was remarkable. And yeah. Rice, in fact, and I don't know if it was true in 2012, but it was true in some of his years, had more yak than he had um, receiving yards, which means his average uh, place of reception was behind the line of scrimmage. So it gives you an idea of how Ray Rice was really using this offense. Lamar Jackson, very different because uh, Lamar is his own check down. So they don't have really a check down running back very often. Uh, if they want to get the ball out quickly to somebody, they can do that. And it's kind of an extension of the running game. A lot of times the way they operate, but Lamar likes to run a lot of vertical routes, a lot of routes down the field, and then a lot of help routes or, 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 uh, uh, you know, come back to me routes and things when he, when he leaves the pocket, but uh, he's really his own check down in terms of leaving the pocket. And, and he wants that area clear. So you don't have a check down receiver there with a linebacker that, that goes with it. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. And, uh, Definitely a good analysis from, for me, the untrained eye here. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you look at that fourth and 29, I mean, I don't think I've seen a team convert a fourth and 29 uh, mm-hmm. from my recollection besides this play. And so it was one, you couldn't really believe what you were seeing. Um, and Ray Rice takes the ball, as we said, just a few yards from the line of scrimmage. He runs up to about, he was at about the 50 marker on the field, then runs laterally all the way to the other number markers on on the field and and it looks like he's not going to quite make it he's got three guys chasing him uh Weddle's about to make the tackle and then Bolden makes an incredible block which almost knocks over Ray Rice in in that effort um and he's able to then extend his arms just enough to to get the ball um over the line which was just one of those moments I mean I was watching it live on television and I was just going crazy. Like, I can't believe what I just saw. And there's no way. Um, it was uh, re- really incredible uh, and such a fun play. And it felt like to me, this was just one of those things that really got us, um, you know, that emotional punch that the team needed uh, because there was sort of those up and down, down moments. I mean, this was week 12. And so you're already mm-hmm. kind of thinking, are we postseason or are we not? Had a good record, mm-hmm. but uh, it was up and down. So I want to talk a little bit because there's a lot to unpack there. So, so much on that play yeah. that I loved about it. So so first of all, the, the block by Bolden was amazing. I mean, he was coming full speed. I think it was Weddle that he hit, actually, too. Yeah. I might be wrong about that. Might have been another safety, but he but he knocked him out of the complete picture. And and it was a lot of people thought it was a block in the back. If you're a Chargers fan, you definitely think it was a block in the back. But it looked to me like yeah. Bolden really did a lot to get his shoulder to exactly equal with the other guy's shoulder and and he he yeah. nailed him. And, uh, you know, they wanted the flag, of course, there. And then Rice, he, he still didn't have it made. And he extended uh, and dove for the line to gain. And as often happens, the officials, when it's close, usually give it to the to the mm-hmm. offensive team. And they did in this case. Uh, real question about whether he was down at the 34 and a half, between, somewhere between the 33 and a half and the 34 and a half. And I think he needed to get to about the 33 and, and a half to, to make it. So anyway, finally... Uh, the, 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 they spotted the ball as a made, they measured, it was good. And then they, then they challenged 
and uh, the thing stood up under challenge, which to me, I, 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 it was a, it was a nervous couple of minutes there waiting for that challenge ruling to come back. It really was. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, really, I wasn't sure what they were going to do. I was so glad that they'd called it on the field a first down because that's usually so crucial um, mm -hmm. to getting it um, called that way. But uh, yeah, they certainly looked at the tape for a while. They, the trainers, as you mentioned, were checking out Weddle to make sure he was all right. And um, yeah, the, on the mic, um, they said something about the runner was down, but we're going to measure when they came on the PA, which I thought was like, mm -hmm. wait, so they're saying he didn't make it. And then they brought out the chains and sure enough, uh, there was plenty of room there, but um, definitely was as close as you could call it. And um I love, as you pointed out, like, you know, Bolden did kind of nick uh, uh, Ray Rice and he kind of stumbled a little bit, but he just had so much power. You know how he he would run so low to the ground, um, which was so good about how shifty he was and ability to get forward motion and get those extra yards. Mm -hmm. It was just a staple of his. Um, and I and I can't ever I mean, Bolden was one of my favorite players that year. I mean, it's just his toughness. Uh, to make that block. And there's, there's so many other moments throughout that season, the postseason, that really he would charge that team up because uh, also historically, um, Ray Rice, or excuse me, Ray Lewis was on the sideline um, with injury. Um, and that so we didn't have his emotion on the field. Uh, and Ed Reed had been suspended up until that game um, for some, some issues with, uh, you know, what they were saying, targeting or hits to the helmet or something. I don't know all, all of that, but a lot of the you know, they, they really needed guys like that to to get this team fired up. Um, and this this just felt like one of those moments that said, OK, we can we can overcome huge issues and uh, on the road. And and that's going to be crucial to getting, you know, a long playoff run going. And, and obviously, so it, you know, it turned out from this point forward in the game, they they did get another first down. And they they went down about the twenty yard line before they kicked a game tying field goal to, to send them into overtime with three seconds right. left. So they didn't they didn't actually get it done on this drive, which you think you convert fourth and twenty nine. There's going to be a pretty good chance you get in the end zone after that, particularly with that amount of time right. left. Didn't happen. Yeah, no, it didn't. They had to stop. They had to kick a field goal. Uh, they had to do the whole overtime, um, which thankfully there was some. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was some good connections to to Tory Smith. Um, that that got us there, but uh, it was it was not an easy easy win by any means. Yeah, it was a four possession overtime. How often do you see that these days? I mean, that's very unusual. But a four position right. overtime. The, the Chargers got the ball. They drove to midfield. Then they punted it down to the eleven. The Ravens got the ball. They moved the ball out to the forty eight, and they punted it into the end zone. The Chargers got the ball. Were three and out. And then the Ravens had a long drive uh, to get the ball to the San Diego twenty with a minute and twelve to go. Uh, the big big connection being, as you mentioned, that 31-yard pass to to Torrey Smith, uh, but that uh, that's where they ended with with Tucker having the field goal to uh, uh, to finally put that game away. Uh, it, it you know as dramatic as this play was, one of the things that strikes me about it is how it it, it kind of got the Ravens over a little mini hump, but there's still a big hump left to go, both in the game and in the season too, as you know, kind of metaphorically right. or by, by analog. But, uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it wasn't, uh, yeah, they were then nine and two and they had to, mm -hmm. uh, they they still didn't, they didn't end up winning the division, right? That, or they didn't get, they won the division, but they didn't get, uh, they weren't able to secure that first round by. So they were wild cards throughout the playoffs. Right. And uh, which was, you know, it, it kind of became that like 
you know, it was always the mantra, you know, I, I've been a fan since the inception, uh, growing up in Baltimore. I even remember those old, uh, uh, fundraisers bring Baltimore the ball. I don't know if you remember those, Ken, sure. but, uh, I went to those. Uh, my dad was a family friend of uh, Joe Ehrman from the old Colts. And so we would go some of those things. And, um, it was, uh, Joe Ehrman, really nice guy, by the way, uh, he, he always would guy. show up at the Unitas events and he would, he would, he became a, a, a pastor or a, I think a pastor is the correct term after he retired. Yes. And he, uh, uh, would always do, you know, prayers at the beginning of that and whatnot. We're always appreciated meeting him. Yeah. Yeah. Really great guy. Great family. Um, our, our, my brothers and sisters, we we're all friends growing up. So it was cool. Um, the uh, yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things where the, the, the team was known for playing tough, never being the favorites, um, you know, something that, uh, you know, changed a little bit with the, the last few years in 2019 to 2020. But, um, you know, we never had that. It was always just the way we had to fight to win everything. And that's what I've always appreciated about this team is that uh, that uh, even if it was difficult, they would keep going. I, I appreciate that too. And this is this is the team that I always use when I say I want my team being a contender every year and making the playoffs because there's two things about it. One is they were by far the worst of the first five uh, Harbaugh teams. And it, it's really not close, folks. I mean, they, they just were not that good. They had a lot of holes. Uh, the offensive line was not nearly as good as it was in 08 and 09 when Gaither was on the left side. And uh, you know, they had Michael Orr on the season at left tackle, which was pretty much a disaster. Uh, and then he yeah. got replaced in the playoffs. They made a big three-man switcheroo, and they got they got set for their playoff run. But they lost four of their last five games to stumble into the playoffs. And I, you don't remember? Yeah. Well, let's have a little discussion. They went to Pittsburgh. <laughs> or sorry, they, they had a, a game they lost to Pittsburgh at home, 23-20. to 20. Then so okay, no big deal. I don't even remember if Roethlisberger was playing that game. That might have been Charlie Batch or somebody. But in any case, they they, right. they lost that game. Then they went to the Redskins. I remember that game a lot because it's one of the only times I've gone to a game and not been able to get a ticket. Stopped by some police outside who thought they were doing just a marvelous job to try and you know prevent me from buying a ticket on the street. You know, it's like there's nothing better for them to do with their time. And yeah. we had to actually go home and watch the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And it's kind of it's almost like an analogy for the play that we're talking about is that it wasn't a straight shot of 29 yards. I mean, Ray Rice probably ran if they did next gen stats today, they'd say he probably ran twice as many yards or something to get to that uh, that first down marker. And uh, just, uh, yeah, what a testament to this team that would just no matter what the odds were, they would just keep pushing. Uh, you know, Ray Lewis would give those amazing speeches about you know, this is, we, we're a miracle team and, and we're, this is meant to be. And, and uh, you know, whatever your beliefs are, it, it's fun to, it must be fun to have a guy like that in your locker room that just gets you inspired no matter what the odds are. Uh, I certainly appreciate that in business and in my, in my personal life. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it was certainly great having Ray, the player on the field that in, in no doubt, I want to finish up with the season though. They, they lost, so they lost this game to the yeah. Redskins and that was the RG three rookie season. And Haloti Nada injured him. The game went to overtime, and and that was really the end of RG3's productiveness as a quarterback. He was never the same after that hit. But then the next week, they came home, had a ton of people injured for the game against Denver, and they got thumped 34 to 17. It wasn't anywhere near that close, folks. They got really destroyed in that game. Um, and that was part of the problem is that, you know, nobody thought they would be able to go into Denver and win in the playoffs, which they were, it looked like they were going to have to do at that point. 
But they came back the next week and they won the game they really needed to have against the New York Giants, 33 to 14, to secure the season or secure the division. And then they kind of took a week off against the Bengals in the final week, took arrested a lot of players and and uh, and lost that game at Cincinnati. But they lost four of their last five going into the playoffs. And still, Gosh. that immediately was the the trigger to get Ray Lewis back. Uh, to, to have Flacco go on a remarkable streak and uh, and uh, put together is you know something we remember is probably now being a very great football team. But I'll tell you, it was was definitely not the the best team of those uh, of those early Harbaugh teams. In fact, it was it was the worst. Right? Yeah, it was a it really was a miracle season. I mean, uh, obviously they they faced Denver again in the postseason. Mm-hmm. They have the miracle mile, which I'm. I'm sure that, that that's a uh, play that someone wants to talk about uh, in this series. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it was just to lose four or five. You, you always hear that moniker of like, well, it doesn't matter how you start the season. It's how you finish the season. And this was that did not follow uh, that at whatsoever. And uh, yeah, just uh, pretty, pretty amazing that they were able to just get enough and, and, and that they needed to to be competitive and uh, ultimately, yeah, like you said, one of the greatest runs uh, in postseason history really ever. And we, and, and you could argue that did we ever see that type of run from this team uh, up until, you know, we kind of switched eras, right? Like we never saw Flacco be able to put that type, that type of games together uh, in that long of a stretch, uh, even though he no, had plenty true. of talent. Yeah. He was other than 2014, he was pretty darn bad for the rest of his career, honestly. Well, John, really appreciate yeah. you joining us and talking about this play. A, a, a great play to remember. And for those who've who've missed it, maybe at the time, go back and look on YouTube. See if you can find it. I, I imagine it's there. If it's not, it's on NFL uh plus or NFL Game Pass or whatever service you're using, depending on where you live in the world. But uh l- lots of ways to still get a look at that play. And uh, and enjoy some of what John and I have in terms of visual memories. And it sounds like you watched it again last night, right? I did. I reviewed it again over the weekend. And uh, yeah, just you, it's on YouTube, the play. I highly re- recommend checking it out there. Um, and if you're going to watch the game, skip to the fourth quarter. That's when it starts to get interesting. <laughs> All right, John. We appreciate having you on. Once again, he's at Mace Dog, M-A-C-E-D-A-W-G-20. Uh, on uh, on Twitter, uh, catch him there. You can also catch you on Reddit. Same same uh, handle there. A uh, little bit different handle, but uh, it's uh, Dad Bod on there. So okay. <laughs> you'll find me on commenting and just having fun um, talking uh, about Ravens. Very good. Exactly what you're looking for in this show. Just what's your perspective on one of the big plays in Ravens history? So if you'd like to be on that one play, I put out a few suggestions today on Twitter of plays that are not yet taken. Unbelievably, none. Of, of Ed Reed's interception returns have been taken. Ray, uh, sorry, no uh, yeah, Ray, it is a shocker. Ray Lewis's interception, his first NFL game, is not taken. whole bunch of others are not either. Todd Heap for the winning touchdown against San Diego in 2006. But just think about those iconic moments if you can. And, and if you need help, I'll help you with a, with a spot if you'd just like to be on. But uh, like to meet as many people as possible during this process. John, appreciate meeting you, and thanks for coming on. Thanks so much, Ken. Really appreciate your time. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Cap. 
catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.